you protect what you love. Hunting is a life, not a lifestyle, it's a life. This is Hunters to show people how great of a job we're doing for conservation, providing for ourselves all the things you and I understand. I think you kind of owe it to the animal that you're hunting to be as prepared as possible. You know, as I get older, I appreciate the laughs and the time and the experience. Miss Jules McQueen. Hello. First off, I know I've said, I, I haven't, I can't say it enough. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you're busy. Um, so, y'all, we're at the, the 2018 42nd Annual NWTF Convention. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's always fun, right? Oh, it's amazing. It's like a family reunion for me every year. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's all, you always see people that you don't ever get to mm-hmm. see until you come here. And, um, right. and we've already talked about how often we get lost in the hotel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not the only one, right? I walk in circles in this hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I got lost this morning trying to find the convention again. Yeah. Uh, it's just, oh, yeah. It just happens. Yeah, we see each other walking in circles, and nobody <laughs> corrects anybody. <laughs> no, because they don't know where they're going either. <laughs> right. They're like, well, I guess they're trying it's to find best. it too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into it. Let's talk turkeys first. Is that good All with you? All right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, exciting news. I just signed back on as a national spokesperson for the NWTF again awesome. this year. Yeah. So yeah. I am in with a really cool group of people yeah. in that um, tight group. So we've got... You know, of course, my good friend, Jana Waller. Yeah. Um, we're kind of inseparable. Everyone knows that. And then we've got Michael Waddell and Brenda Valentine and, you know, a lot of people who really represent turkey culture. Right. Um, so really proud to be involved in that um, in that group as a, as a spokesperson. So showing up here at NWTF, you know, I'm just, it's, it's like home. You know, yeah. everybody loves everybody, and, and we're all here for the right reasons. Yeah, just talk about, I mean, because we could, we could sit here and talk for three hours if we wanted to about all the stuff NWTF uh-huh. does. So, so you've, how many years have you done that now? Cause you, um, as a, an official spokesperson, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is my second year. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, what, I mean, what all did you get to do? What all have you done with it so far? I'm sure they've had you doing some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So really what we're, our primary goal is to raise awareness, right. obviously, and to, you know, the, the tagline, save the habitat, save the hunt. Right. You know, our goal is to make sure that people are getting involved. You know, we need volunteers out there yeah. helping helping to, you know, um, improve wildlife habitat and, you know, preserve specific areas. Um, we're also trying to get young people involved and we're focusing on retention. So we want those kids not just to go on their first hunt, but to want to go the next year also. Right. So that's a big part of our mission. That's cool. Yeah, that really is. NWTF does an incredible job. Oh, they're amazing. Me and Will talked about that last week, just about how I mean, how, I mean, it's so evident you see over the years, like, like you're saying, there's habitat restoration, turkeys in places mm-hmm. there weren't turkeys in the past. Right. It's crazy. Uh huh. Yeah. It is, and it's all thanks to you know the volunteers yeah. and the people who donate their time and money. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the the volunteer stuff they do because that's just like you said, for the kids too. You know, showing that the stuff beyond the hunting, you know, just the hunting mm-hmm. part. That's always cool to me. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. That's great. Yeah. And I'm a turkey fanatic, so it doesn't hurt, yeah, you well, know, for me to be obsessed yeah. with turkeys. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why we're at this show, right? Because right. everyone's turkey fanatic. That's yeah. right. It kind of gears us up for turkey season. Oh, absolutely. That's what we were talking about we're heading here. Like, if you, so we always, you know, we deer hunt down in, in Mississippi through January. Mm-hmm. And we always say when February comes, we're all tired from deer season. We're like, we're going to hold off as long as we can <laughs> to try not to think about turkeys. Cause uh-huh. once you start thinking about it, you're oh, yeah. done. Oh yeah. And if you can make it, which none of us did, we were all like 
talking about turkeys and watching old footage and blowing on turkey calls before mm-hmm. we ever came up here. But right. if you can block it out of your mind for that long, if right. you come to this show, you're done afterwards. Oh, it's, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it ingrains the turkey calls yeah. into your head yeah. the first time you walk on that show floor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So where yeah. are you... Uh, where are you going this year? I mean, you got a you good turkey schedule, crazy turkey schedule oh, this year. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, and it's funny because every year I always say, I'm going to just take it easy this turkey season. <laughs> I'm going to only book one or two hunts. Right. And, and by the time I get started, I just, they keep rolling in and I keep booking them. And, you know, so this year, kind of exciting stuff. Um, this is a kind of one thing I haven't said a lot about um, before, but I'm from Oklahoma originally. Okay. I've never hunted in Oklahoma. Really? Really. So I moved away. I'm self-taught. So I moved away um, and started hunting when I was around 18. Yeah. Um, so that means when I left Oklahoma, I was 17. Yeah. I've never hunted there before. That's crazy. So I actually booked um, a turkey hunt in Oklahoma for this season to kill a Rio and that'll complete my grand slam that's in awesome. my home state. How cool is that? Isn't that great? That's uh, that's what I love about hunting. First, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't think you could, for however long you do it, there's always still first and there's mm-hmm. always still just special oh, yeah. stuff like that. Absolutely. So yeah. I want to go back and I know I may be putting you on the spot a little bit here, like, cause I, that, that was an interesting comment. Um, so what, what made you start hunting at 18? Where did you, why'd you start? What got you started hunting? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not from a family that hunted, okay. which is kind of why I use my platform to try to encourage people to take young people hunting because I never yeah. had that opportunity. Um, I'm from a military family. Okay. My mom and dad were both in the army. Um, but so I know about firearms. Right. Um, I could clean a gun before I could shoot one, <laughs> but um, we weren't a hunting family. Right. So when I was around 18 and I was out on my own, doing my own thing, I just had this thought that it was something I wanted to learn about. Yeah. So I would actually go to bookstores, Barnes and Noble. And um, of course, times were tough. So I would just sit in the bookstore and read books and magazines <laughs> on hunting instead of actually buying them. Yeah. Um, so I would sit at the table and I would read every piece of information I could get my hands on about how to hunt. I had to learn what animals were in what regions. I yeah. didn't know there was a difference in mule deer and whitetail. Yeah. No one ever taught me that. Yeah, I mean, if you're not taught, you yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah, the people who aren't from hunting families don't know those yeah. things about what yeah. we do. So I'm completely self-taught. I learn from experience and mistakes, which, yeah. you know. <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> Trial yeah, and error. Like I made a lot more error than I did. Oh, didn't we all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, I started hunting turkeys when I was around 18, it was one of the first animals that I went after. Yeah. Had a successful first season, and I was hooked ever since. That's, that is so cool. Isn't that great? I really, well, yeah. I, I love, yeah, just every, you know, hunting, you know, it's so, you know, if you're not in a hunting family like you're talking about, like yeah. I, I was fortunate enough, I grew up in a hunting family, and so when you, you're almost like, it's almost like second nature, you know, because mm-hmm. you just grow up with it, and you can oh, yeah. al- you can almost take it for granted, yeah. you know, just because you don't know any different. When you hear a story like that, that's just so cool. To not that is um you're just drawn to it yeah. on your own yeah. yeah i think um i really believe that some of us have an inherent um drive you know like there's just something inside oh, of yeah. us that wants to be a part of something and for me hunting was that thing yeah. and so i actually um got into it and i've been in this industry for 15 years that's crazy i mean cool. i don't want to age myself but wow <laughs> i mean i kind of yeah. just did no, <laughs> so, no, no, no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah have, that makes me um yeah, because actually I have a buddy, um, he has this, he's doing a project called Blood Origins. I don't know if you've uh, ever heard of it. No. But he, uh, 
that's kind of what he's he's talking about and i guess um, uh, his name's robbie kroger and this blood origins thing is he does these whole documentaries on people and how they got into hunting because it's oh. all about is hunting in the blood kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's cool. And it, yeah, it's really cool. And it's it's he focuses on like people like your story. People. Yeah. I mean, he has he has some folks in there like you know like me or, or lots of folks that grew up in hunting families, but he right. focuses a lot on people that are just kind of not in the, mm-hmm. the you know the usual mold. You know that right. found hunting in a different kind of way. Yeah, that's cool. We all have our own story. Yeah, you know, and and every one of them you know have their interesting parts yeah. for sure so how does that the experience and the background you have of finding hunting the way you did how does that transfer over i mean i'm sure that makes it you know extra special to you working with nwtf and the the youth stuff and inter, and having programs like that built for introducing young kids to hunting yeah it really it really is special for me because you know you always want to provide those opportunities that you didn't have as a kid right um i don't have any children of my own right. um so i really put my primary focus on other people's children you know <laughs> and making sure that they have those opportunities yeah. even if the parents aren't hunters I want the kids to know that yeah. it's an option. Yeah, they don't have to be. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's it's completely okay if one or both parents just aren't into it. Right. The kid should still have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like the NWTF puts a lot of effort and yeah. the Jake's programs and, you know, opportunities for kids to get out there and have that experience. Um, I actually, I write a few articles on that every year. Yeah. Um, just kind of my take um on you know getting kids involved and and not just taking them hunting but making sure that they feel like a part of the hunting party yeah you know give them a little job and make sure they have a responsibility on the hunt that they feel like a part of the team um every year i try to do one or two youth hunts um this year i'm trying to get down to florida to do one with my friends down there they actually donated um, a youth hunt. It's two kids get to come down to Florida and do an Osceola hunt. That's great. So I'm getting up on the stage tonight at the Grand National Auction yeah. trying to sell that hunt for them. Awesome. Yeah, so, we'll be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah going to we'll raise some there. money and, and do a good thing for some kids in the outdoors. So That's fantastic. It's just so cool to be involved in those yeah, things. Yeah, I know right? what you're talking Yeah, because um, like you said, I, I mean, I don't have any kids either, but um, one of my one of my really, really good friends, uh, who he actually got me my first turkey when I was 12 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, and last spring like this past spring the spring before that it just kind of one of those things it was a god thing you couldn't plan it or whatever i got to be with them and i filmed his two he's he has three sons now but his oldest and his middle son killed their first turkeys and like you know i'm fortunate enough with you know being with will and brad all the time we get to hunt some cool places and and travel and i love it and stuff but those two hunts with those kids were I mean, those are my favorite turkey hunts ever. Cause oh. that, I mean, because you just see it. You know, when they uh-huh. shot those turkeys, and the, I mean, you could see it in their eyes. You right. know, just when you, you, you can identify with it. You know, yeah. you, I remembered where I was when I shot my first turkey and that you could see the emotions in their eyes. It was just so cool, you know? Oh, yeah. It's unforgettable. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you work with a lot of different conservation organizations and and stuff like that so let's talk about that song yeah so um obviously the nwtf is you know a huge focus of mine um but i also work with the mule deer foundation so we were just out at hunt expo in salt lake city which is kind of why i lost my voice (laughs) so (laughs) i don't always sound so scratchy but um i do work with the mdf pretty closely we do a lot of um you know, deer catches and, you know, transplanting deer from urban areas and those types of things. I work with them to help spread the message about um, programs like the PLOTS program, which is, you know, private land open to sportsmen. Um, You know, so things like that. And then I also work with um, 
the Sportsman's Alliance, yeah. which is very cool. It is very cool. It is so cool because, you know, all, a lot of the conservation groups were focusing on habitat improvement, you know, right. wildlife numbers, making sure that, you know, everything's in order for the actual sportsmen to go out there and enjoy the yeah. outdoors. The Sportsman's Alliance is making sure that we retain those rights and privileges. Right, yeah. So while everybody else is in the field having a good time and hunting and fishing, yeah. the Sportsman's Alliance is lobbying and making yeah. sure that those rights aren't taken away from us. Yeah. So I feel like it's crucial for us to back up organizations like that, yeah. make sure that they have our support as sportsmen. I just love the the amount of like resources and education that's out there now for that right? kind of stuff. I mean, it's so yeah. like it's just so ample and easy to get to mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and in, in organizations like that it's uh yeah it's just such yeah. a great thing and it it gives uh i guess sort of a, like a like a good looking future for hunters because oh, especially yeah. with introducing all these young kids to stuff like that you yeah know? and it's important that the kids know that there are groups like that working for us yeah um i also work with the congressional sportsman's foundation yeah so same type of thing you know they're out there making sure that the laws and regulations are lining up with our goals as outdoorsmen um, you know, a lot of times we kind of get sidetracked, yeah. you know, if, if yeah. turkey season or elk season is coming up, we get excited and yeah. we're ready to get out there in the field. But there's a lot of ways that those rights can be, you know, taken away from us or the privileges can yeah. be, you know, kind of squashed a little bit. Um, so groups like that are, you know, doing the hard work Very behind important. the scenes. Yeah, yeah. They're making sure that, you know, next year when season opens up, we've still got those rights. Yeah. Yeah. We got, I mean, yeah, that's you can't there's not a number or there's not a word you can put on how important that is oh absolutely and that's why i I dedicate my time to those groups as well as the conservation groups and i'm i mean i appreciate that you did i'm sure everyone does it's it's always nice to have people like that that have you know positive influence to stand there and and yeah and just yeah be a good spokesperson for it right so this is something i like to ask people of of influence that you know have a lot of eyes on them and, and stuff um one of the things that you hear a lot about today, or not a lot, you know, because hunting does get some negative press, is the portrayal of hunting or how we how we make it to come across. Now, mm-hmm. like, I, this is one of my favorite questions is, is what do you how do you what do you think some steps that everyone could take just to portray like to you do to portray hunting in the best way possible? You know, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Um, might sound like a strange answer, but I think that everyone should. Um, kind of be themselves. Don't try yeah. to be what everybody else is trying to be. Um, that's the beauty of what we have here in the outdoor industry and yeah. in, in what I call the hunting community. Um, we have this beautiful thing where there's people from all walks of life coming right. together because of a common denominator. Yeah. The way that I do my job in the outdoors is not the same way that somebody else might want to do theirs. Yeah. And for me, and I say job, I use that word loosely. I, I do work in the outdoor industry. Um, but I also go into the field to just like you hunt and enjoy yeah. myself and provide yeah. meat for my freezer. So I think that a lot of times people get caught up trying to do things just to get a photo. You know, they're right. hunting yeah. for the wrong reasons or just to try to impress somebody. Mm-hmm. Or um, a lot of times it gets lost in translation because maybe they their intentions were good in the beginning and they're doing this for some of the right reasons. But I think people get sidetracked with getting attention or ego comes into play. And, you know, at this point I'm speaking, uh, I've got two degrees in psychology. So I come back to that a lot and I try to figure out why people do what they do. And um, a lot of times I really do believe that, you know, we have um, 
this social media world that's full of distractions and full of intimidation and you know people get jealous of other people's all the time yeah. yeah and so for me i try to use that social media platform is a tool to encourage and empower other people, not trying to say, Oh, Hey, look what I did. You should be jealous. Um, so I think that, you know, coming back to your question, I think that people need to find out what their intentions are. Hopefully they're good intentions and then follow their own goals and work hard for themselves and for their families. Um, and when it comes to the outdoors, so if you, if your goal is to maybe hunt a new state this year, do it for yourself, do it because you want to go enjoy the beauty of that area. You want to experience whatever's out there in the wild. You know, it's, I think that we get caught, we get kind of caught up trying to impress other people sometimes and we forget the reasons why we're hunting. I told, you know, cause like you were saying, and, and, and there's so many points in there I could make to what you said because I agree with all of them. But uh, like while social media, like you said, can be can be a negative in the same way it can be used in positive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you do that on, on your page. That's one of the things that I respect about you and admire about you a lot. And uh, yeah, and I always say to folks, I'm, you try to get the point across like because in the in speaking to the so many people do try to hunt and kill something just so they can take a photo with it. Cause right. sadly that does happen. That does happen. Yeah. But I, to get the point across, like, man, if you go out, take start turkey season, if you go out in spring woods and it's a beautiful morning, you hear a turkey, you don't kill him. That's okay. Oh yeah. That's okay. That, that's the story of my yeah, life right that's, there. That's, that's, yeah. Right. That's the story of most of our lives. Right. <laughs> right. The story of turkey hunting, if it's, if it's based just on killing turkeys is win some lose most. Right. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. so true. But yeah. I mean, like if you go out and you just enjoy creation and you're just out there in it and you're the sights and the sounds and the smells, it's okay. It you really know? is. That's yeah. what the kill is such a small part yeah. of a really, really big, very, big puzzle. Yeah. It's yeah. so true. And keeping that in mind, I think is a key element to really retaining that happiness that we find yeah. in the outdoors. So a lot of people are getting distracted and doing things for the wrong reasons or, you know, and I think when you get down to the core element of why you started hunting or why you started spending time outside, um, I think that you can bring yourself back to that beginning phase where you just really enjoy it. Yeah. Not for the wrong reasons. And, and anybody who's followed my career over the years, they know I show when I mess up in the woods. I mean, that's kind of my shtick, you know, I'm, I'm making mistakes all the time and I'm learning from them and. I'm fortunate to be surrounded by really good people yeah. who have helped me along the way, hey, which is same, great. Same boat. Right? Yeah, same boat. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we learn from each other in those ways. It's all an experience and we're all in it together. And right. there's nothing to be ashamed of. If you, no. I mean, last year I missed three turkeys. You know, I mean, it happens it because I get so happens. excited. Oh, yeah. I just can't control myself <laughs> when a turkey walks in. I understand, and, yeah. and I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. I hope I never lose that. Yeah. I hope that there's never a day when a huge Tom walks in and I'm totally calm. Yeah. I don't want to be calm. <laughs> I'm super excited yeah. every single time, That's even after going, right? all yeah. these years. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I try to keep it real. Yeah. And, you know, there's, um, there's just no, uh, no false um, notion here. You know, I'm trying to just, it is what it is. We all want to be out there in the woods. We all love the same type of things. And yeah, Yeah. I I think that's a big key element. Yeah. Cause that's like what, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine one time and he, he wasn't a hunter and we were, he's talking about, he think he'd come from like a vacation from Maine. I said, man, I want to go hunt Maine. He's like, you want to go hunt all these states? I was like, man, most of the time when I say that, it's just cause when I hunt somewhere, 
it means I get to experience the country. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to a place yeah. that you get to see, there's like we go back to. There's so much more to it, and right. missing turkeys. I've missed Man. more turkeys than I should mention. But and but like I, <laughs> old, the first time I, or one of the first times I ever missed one, uh, like an old timer turkey hunter, he said, "He said, son, if someone tells you they haven't ever missed a turkey, they just haven't shot at a lot of them." That's so <laughs> true. You're gonna it's miss so true. Them. Even yeah. even at this point in my career, I mean. It's, I know going into turkey season, I am going to miss at least a couple of them and I'm yeah. okay with it. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you, you're going to miss them sooner or later mm-hmm. or at, at some points, you don't ever want right. to, but right. it's going to happen. Wait, maybe that's why I book so many turkey hunts every year sure to make sure that plans. I leave myself yeah. some room to at least take a couple home. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have an insurance policy. Right. Like I'm bound to hit five. Right. I just book one. I'm probably not. Yeah. Exactly. I need, I need, I'm the same way. I need multiple opportunities or yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. too funny. <laughs> um, do you ever, uh, you ever get much like, do you ever get much like anti-hunting comments, that kind of stuff? Does that happen to you a bunch? Oh yeah, uh, it does. And you know, I just anyone who knows me, <clears throat> and I know sometimes we can follow people on social media, and we don't really know how they are in real life. Yeah. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I do not allow any negative energy into my world. I have this wonderful, happy little bubble and I'm not saying things never go wrong because they do, but I believe in positive energy and I believe in, you know, staying classy and doing the right thing and being nice to people. And I figure if people are going to go say anything about me, I want them to think I'm nice. Even the people who are mean to me. And there's a lot of mean people online and they say some terrible things and they, you know, they don't really bother me that much anymore because I understand that these people are undereducated on what they're trying to talk about. And so I've gotten to the point where I don't, I don't usually argue back. I mean, it's not that I don't stand up for what I believe in. Right. It's that I'm not going to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, you know I, I just, goes, I just yeah. know where it goes yeah. and I'm not going to change their minds that easily. Um, especially when it turns into, um, you know, people just being, being mean. Yeah. You know, I can take what they say about me, but people say things about my dog. You know, yeah. that's oh, not cool. Yeah, yeah. You like, talk about my dog, then you're in trouble. That's like, oh yeah. Right? It's like talk about me that's, all you want. Leave my yeah, dog alone. Leave my yeah. dog out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's my dog. You yeah. don't talk about, that's on you a don't talk about level. banjo. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I have a very calm attitude about it. It yeah. doesn't, I'm not going to say it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Once in a while it does. Well, you you mean you're human. It's going right. to, yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. But for the most part, you know, it's been happening for quite a while right. and I'm almost getting used to it right. and I just block them and delete them and go on about yeah. my happy little yeah. life. That's the, the main reason that, cause I like, I like to ask that question too. Cause uh, back to, I, I'm very big on, like I said, hunting being portrayed in the best way possible right. because like we talked about in social media, like everyone has to some degree a voice now yeah and all of us hunters and stuff i think we have to work together and making ourselves look the best way possible so if not not necessarily an Mm anti-hunter but a non-hunter or someone who doesn't understand it when they look at a hunter any hunter i want them to see the right thing yeah and i think dealing with anti-hunter because chances are I don't wish it on anybody, but if you are a hunter, you're going to deal with anti-hunting at some point, probably, especially in social media. So I think how you handle it is goes just as much involved with how you portray hunting. And so, you know, I I like the way that you deal with it rather than, you know, just becoming a keyboard keyboard warrior yourself and, you know, starting this rant raving argument that doesn't make you look good. You know, right. No, I, I just don't have the time for that negative energy. And, you know, and I also try to put some content 
out there because I know I do have a platform and I do have a voice. Yeah. Um, I try to put content out there that maybe they can appreciate in some yeah. way. Like, you know, one of them, uh, a good example is um, <clears throat> every time I go into the field, I take a trash bag in my backpack and yeah. I pick up trash everywhere I go. Really? I am not above that. And I'll tell you what, I wish every single person who enjoys the outdoors would do the same yeah. thing because it's not hard to do. We are, Just pack a bag yeah. in with you fill it up on your way out because you know people litter and maybe it's i like to just i like to give people the benefit of the doubt maybe it was an accident yeah. and they dropped something along the way but i pick it up yeah. and i believe in that yeah, and i oh, believe yeah. that you know a lot of these people who are against hunting might be a little bit inspired if they know that yeah. that's what we're doing also it's not just out there killing animals and no, chopping yeah. down trees for firewood or whatever they think we do you know, we're out there trying to make it a better place yeah, for everybody. For sure. So when I put content like that on my social media, it's for a couple reasons. It's number one, to try to encourage other people to do the same thing. Right. I think that's important. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's also to kind of show people who might not understand our hunting culture yeah. that we really are in this for the good of everybody, oh, including absolutely. the animals and the earth. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. love that. I really do. Because we, we all do the same thing. If it's a if I see any sort of litter while I'm in the woods, it's like a pet peeve of oh, mine. Yeah. Like I'm going to pick it up. Right. We were going, how this got up there, I'll never know. We were headed sheep hunting and we weren't like to the mountain yet. We were like on the way up and there was like a empty soda bottle. Oh. In the middle of like aspen trees, just like the most prettiest kind of, I was like, uh-uh. And I thought, uh, no. Yeah, you got to pick that right? up. You know, so I yeah. love that. And yeah. that, it goes back to the same thing. I mean, that, because if someone that didn't understand hunting found their way onto your page and saw that, what's the first thing they see? It's not you killing an animal. It's you right. taking care of the environment exactly. and taking care of the habitat. Yeah, that's, Exactly. And that's I'll tell great. you what, even if not one person ever saw that post, I would still do You'd it. You'd still do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. And yeah. because, again, you're, you're trying to portray and, be, and get that message across that you would do that if there was no social media. Correct. If you didn't work in the hunting industry, you'd yeah. still have the same values. Yeah. I you, mean, yeah. Yeah. And we were doing that back before social media. Yeah. You know? that's how I've always kind of seen that's the fair trade yeah you know I get to hunt on that land and I'm going to try to keep it clean yeah. for even if other people don't and that's yeah. the side of hunting that the world needs to see because right. I've, I've said this before like I, it's okay with me I'm not my mission is not to make everyone a hunter right but my mission is to make everyone understand it yeah, you know that's and that's what I think we all should do and that's yeah yeah that's great it really is yeah so anyhow I know we're I don't want to hold you for too much longer. Where's your, where's your first, where are you going first? Turkey season first Oh time. my goodness. My turkey season is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so where's your first my one? first one is my Oklahoma Rio hunt. Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I've got that one up. I've got that one up first. I'm going to try to hit my grand slam on that, which I'm surprised it took me this long to get to my grand slam, but yeah. I got my Osceola last year. Um, and, uh, I tried to get a Rio in Nebraska the year before, yeah. um, but I, I shot an Eastern instead, which, you know, I wasn't disappointed, but yeah. so then I've got Oklahoma. I'm also doing, um, Wyoming, South Dakota, two hunts in Montana, California. Montana. Oh, I bet yeah. Montana would be awesome. It's amazing. Out. I'll tell you what. So Jana and I do this hunt, um, over with a bunch of our friends yeah. from the industry right. over, um, in Montana, Eastern Montana. Yeah. It's one of the toughest turkey hunts I've ever done in my really? life. Nobody ever shoots anything. It's it's crazy. I think Jana shot a bird last year and she's one of 
two people who've ever really? actually killed a bird is on it this just hunt. Just not a lot of birds over there. Oh or? no, there's tons of birds. <laughs> they just are difficult. <laughs> we just are terrible at it, apparently. <laughs> and I can speak for everyone. You know, when I, I say it. I we love just it. and it's, and it's a bunch of you know TV people, personalities, right. industry people. Yeah. So everyone thinks that we're you know really great at hunting, and then we all show up and no one kills anything, yeah. and it's like oh well you know we all we all had a good time anyways. That's what people say when they come to the, like the booth and stuff. Sometimes I'm just like I might look. We're not anything special talent at hunting. We just love to go a lot. Yeah. We spend enough time out there, we're going to get something Yeah, eventually. like I said, multiple opportunities. Right. We figure it out right. eventually or yeah. get lucky, one of the two. <laughs> right, That's yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, so we do um, Montana, and it's fun because the terrain is really tough. Yeah. It's a lot of spot and stalk, you yeah, know, which yeah. is so different from what we're used to here right, in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I hunt um, Tennessee every year, and yeah. it's, you know, it's the typical, you know, call them in, textbook, and, right, and then yeah. I miss the bird every year, you know, so it's great. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, a lot of those Western states, we do more spot and stalk hunting. Right. Just because uh, of the terrain, yeah. Yeah, just the terrain. You have to. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time we went and uh, I went with, right when I started working, working with Primo's, went to New Mexico. That was an eye-opener oh, yeah. for me because that's way different from Mississippi turkey yeah. hunting. Completely oh, different. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about it. You know, you, you think, oh, yeah, a turkey. How many times can you kill a turkey? You know, but, man, you go to some of these other states. And it's that's why yeah. that's why I hunt six, seven different states a year for turkeys yeah. because it's a totally different type of hunt yeah. every single time that's like the the first time i went to florida and hunted osceola's oh, blew yeah. my mind right it was so much fun oh it's it's yeah. amazing and then we're going to some of the guys like I th- me brad will and jordan are going to tennessee this year oh, and yeah. all of them have hunted tennessee before except except me oh and i'm freaking i'm stoked because i've always wanted to hunt tennessee just because yeah. i love that every time because we drive when we drive up through here and we get to all these big rolling hills and stuff because primarily where i grew up in mississippi is flat and I see these big ridges and stuff. I'm like, man, that'd be fun to turkey hunt. Oh, yeah. So I'm very excited. Yeah, and Tennessee has a very healthy bird population. That's what I've always I'm heard. I'm happy, yeah. happy to report. They... <laughs> We, um, and I can say we, because I actually lived here in Tennessee, um, for seven or eight years and you know, it's, it's a healthy population. The areas that I was hunting, you would see a lot of birds every day, consistently big, healthy birds. Um, they're definitely not going hungry, you know, so we're, it's a, it's a good state for turkeys. That's terrific. Yeah. Well, look, I won't hold you for any longer. I've got to get back to the booth. You've got, look. Y'all, Jules took time out of her. She's, I don't, you're like a ping pong ball around oh, yeah. this, around this I thing just, just going on. Yeah. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for doing this. I thoroughly enjoyed talking turkey with you and, and just, I, I'll talk hunting with anyone. So yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to sit down and talk hunting for a little bit. And, yeah. and also, you know, I mean, I'm kind of anxious to get back in that room and hear all those turkey calls, but I needed a break from <laughs> yeah, it for a I second. I know what you mean. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here's what you need to do. One last thing. When, mm-hmm. So when you go to Oklahoma, if mm-hmm. you kill that turkey, mm-hmm. you need to – so because the podcast will be out by now, you need to send us a picture of it so we oh, can put yeah. it on our page because they're going to hear about it. Oh, I will totally yeah. send yeah. you. I'll send you a picture of me with my Grand Slam Because I, I yep. love that story. The Grand yeah. Slam and your home state, that's right? awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Actually, I'm filming that hunt for the NWTF. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So they, they wanted me to document that because it is kind of a milestone yeah. for me. So that is awesome. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely send you guys some pictures Incredible. when that happens. Yeah. And I say win because I'm not going to miss that one. That's that's one turkey <laughs> yeah. I am not going to. No missed opportunities yeah, no on that missed one. opportunity on that bird. <laughs> I love so, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, always thank you for listening. Uh, send in any questions you have and we'll cover them as always like we do. But for now, thank you all for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.